Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Okie dokie, it is the Say What Show, it is February 5th, 2022, my name is Nancy Hopkins, with me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Nicholas D. Um, Are you guys hearing me okay? Yep, Uh, I'm hearing it. Do you hear the fish tank? Nope. Amazing. (laughs) Nick, can you hear us? Is it turned off? No, it's a, it's a it's a setting on uh, Skype that Walt and I found in um, high filter. Yeah, high filter, uh-huh. and you can't hear his chair squeak, and you can't hear my fish tank. <laughs> wow! I hope I, I if you guys can't hear it, I can't imagine it's going over. Nick, can you hear us? Can you talk? Hello, hello. Okay, there we are. We had a little problem yes. coming on. Yes. Okay. Hi, Nick. Hi, Dolly. How you doing? Feeling better? Better, yes, better. Good. I took a turn for the better today. It was nice. Better once a week for our whole family. Let me just jump in here for a second, okay? Those people that are in chat, who Nick D is Cosmic Moose Nick, and he's been on uh, the Cosmic Reality on, on Tuesday, and... He's he's such a natural at it, and he he didn't he he had a good time, so he said, "Yeah, I'd come back. I'll come back." So here he is. So Dolly, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but you know I just wanted to let people know who Nick is. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, I'm seeing in the chat, Jan says she hears the fish tank. She and does. Then Diane, yeah, Diane backed her up. Okay. All right, it's just the Skype that doesn't hear it. Okay, I'm going to turn off the fish tanks. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, Furlock came home last night, finally. So everything is good again. Well, except for everybody here being sick, the humans. Um, things are good here again. Did you tell the story about the missing cat? Did I miss that? No. I just said, all I said was he came home last night. (laughs) Actually, way early this morning, he came rambling in. (laughs) (laughs) He went missing. He was missing for like three days, a couple nights. Had us scared, worried. Couldn't sleep to start with because I couldn't breathe because I was so sick, but then. Now, last night, well, this morning, I finally fell asleep at 5 and slept until 9.30, so I got some sleep. So I think that helps me to feel better, and that's worse. Russell's better. The dog and the cat are having a ball, running around, tearing around the lanai, tearing around the house. Making all sorts of noise. I think that uh, whatever Furlock did when he was out gallivanting around, I think it might have scared him uh, because he is acting so happy 
uh, happier than he's ever been in playing and playing with Doc. Um, so I think it taught Russell a lesson. You don't let cats play outside. And it taught uh, Burlock a lesson. You need to come home at night. You have a curfew. You come home. So it's been scary. It's just been scary. And then Russell was so sick uh, to start with. I was afraid he was on his way out again. I mean, this COVID test thing really has mucked up his system. I couldn't think of a a good word besides the F word. uh, But he's much better today. Much better. Just I wish Annette would be better, but she just started getting sick a couple days ago, so she's got some days to go yet. (sighs) We've had quite the week, and it's ended it. It's ended on a good note, so uh, thanks for your concern about me not feeling good. Well, Dolly, the, uh, <clears throat> what you've just raised up, the uh, curfew to come back home, that's a concept that could be good for uh, my not-so-prime minister, Justin Trudeau. We might uh, put a curfew so that he comes back home because he's nowhere to be seen. It's funny. <laughs> oh, I think I think he's been t- been taken, Nick. <laughs> Have you seen the press conference? Well, not the press conference. The uh, press thing he did. Uh, the guy looked like ten years older than Trudeau. He had oh, like, yeah. a puffy face, and I mean, it was so obvious it was somebody else. It, yeah. it was crazy. The difference was so striking. I feel it's it was done on purpose to show people that something is wrong here or something is not as it should be. I agree. I definitely agree. I think they took him, uh, the White Hats, I think they took him a little while ago because I have not seen the real Trudeau in a long time, just the fake ones. Um and then now I think they're trying to make it so obvious to the to us, to people who aren't wanting to believe what's going on, so that it will help to start them to accept, well, yes, yeah, something's hitting the fan, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, you well, know, Dolly, I, what, sorry, Nancy. Go ahead. Uh, Dolly, when you look at Trump or at Trudeau um, and you try to assess if it's a double or the real guy, are you feeling something energetically aside from just looking at him? Is there like some kind of an energetic perception that you get? Well, uh, I don't quite know how to answer that because that's a yes and no question. Because when I look at him, they start talking and and I hear in my head, Oh, that's not the right, that's not the right tone, voice. And then I look at him and I see, oh no, that's not the real person. And so that's when I say, okay, go for the feel. So I, I quiet myself and I feel what I'm getting from him. Like Trudeau, I don't get anything from him right now that's 
it it is it just isn't him. It's not a Trudeau feeling. <clears throat> it's a different feeling. So yes and no, I I test out for all the ways I can test it. But but in the end, you get this intuitive um, confirmation. You, you yes. get this knowing intuitively. Right. Okay. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I gotta tell y'all. When uh, the bad cat, uh, Furlock, when he went missing, I thought, well, I'm not going to panic here. I, he'll be home, and I know he will. And then he didn't come home that night. And and as the night was wearing on, I was getting more, uh-oh. And so first I called on God. Then I called on the angels. Then I called on the universe. Then I called on the posse. No, Dave, and then I called on the posse, and then I called on the popcorn gang, well, popcorn gangs, for to please bring Furlock home safe and sound. And uh, it wasn't much longer after I had asked, I called in all my sources, <laughs> and he showed up at home. And so I was out in the kitchen thanking everybody, <laughs> and I told, started to tell Russell. I called on all my sources. Russell says, I know, Mom, and he named them all. <laughs> he had done the same thing. So I guess I'm teaching my kids the right things, but don't forget, y'all, when you get into a pickle like we were in, call on everybody. Just call them all in. It makes you feel better. <laughs> And I, it helped. She even called me. <laughs> yes. I even let Nancy know. <laughs> And I've been around cats long enough to know they do their own thing. And that they're highly protected. Uh, that's why they have nine lives. <laughs> you know? And uh, I just... I mean, I yeah, I did the same thing, you know. Help, help him out, help him out, you know, but in the end, they every animal I've ever met has, well, I can't say that. I actually think that we imbue them with soul when we love them. I think that's the connection to we were made in the image of God, you know, that we can create souls out of out of just loving animals, you know, you create this, this energy field. And um, they're there to help us out. You know, that, that's why they, that's their job, to help us out. So if Furlock is off doing this thing to you guys, and he's not doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> no well, drama. Did, I did feel a couple little scabs on top of his head, and his right side uh, was swollen. So he did run into some kind of difficulty. Um, and yeah, you moved, he ran into another cat. Yeah, I was wondering that, but... That whole right side was like he had run into something or something ran into him and it damaged, it, it, it hurt his muscles. You know how you can you uh, can hurt your muscle and it swells up? Okay, his whole well, side was about, swollen up. Think about seeing cats, uh, one cat attacking another. They get them on the belly and they start kicking them in the ribs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, I've had to try. I've had to break up some cat fights, and that's exactly uh-huh. what they do. It's not like they jump on their back. It's like they they jump up and they are both facing each other, but the one that is got like a little more power. Well, they'll both try to do it, but the one that's got more power will start just kicking the shit out of the ribs. Oh man! So that's oh, probably, but... and it probably lasted about you know five seconds, but. In that time frame, and then he probably was so scared he wouldn't move until mm-hmm. he got so thirsty and mommy, what I yeah, when he came home, we already had his his dry food, his wet food, his water, and his treats ready for when he showed up. So he went straight to him and ate and drank and ate and drank and boy. okay, it's good that they drink because when they're out like that. They can come back really dehydrated, and that can yeah. affect their kidneys. So anybody that has run into this thing where the cat's disappeared on you. I had one cat that got locked up in my neighbor's garage, and the guy didn't go back in there for five days and almost had a heart attack when he opened it up because the cat just jumped <laughs> through the door right over him. <laughs> you know? So they can they can get themselves in a... I mean, I, you know, I used to... Okay, I had a lot of cats... I'd let them out. I figured they were in the yard. And then somebody put a tracker on, on some cats. And, and, and I, you know, somebody, somebody if they tracked mine, they go, like, they'll go a mile away. That's what That tra- was the next thing we were going to do. Russell said, I'm going to call uh, where he had his tr- tracker put in for uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. I'm going to call them and have them find out where he is on the GT whatever. D- GPS. DP. Yes, on that. Uh, but we didn't need to because then he came dragging himself into the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just grateful that everything turned out right. And and I guess Russell has learned again. You should have listened to your mother about not letting him out. How many times we have had that discussion, <laughs> he and I? Yeah, I I figured that because you know when she, I'm, I'm messaging her back and forth, and you know I said that's why I've got my cats locked up. They've got a big part of the yard they can go into, but I you know I'm not going to go through that. You know, oh where are they? What I did, especially knowing that they can go a mile away. Um, and she came back to me, and she, the way she wrote it, it was like, oh, they've had this conversation before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, then. And I did my best. I, I didn't uh, attack him with because my first thought when he wasn't coming home was, you dumbass, I told you not to let him out. Cats don't belong outside running around by themselves. But I didn't. I stayed quiet, and and I just focused my energies on talking to everybody that I told you all I did and, uh, and sending out my my voice to Furlock. Furlock, this is Grandma. You need to come home, baby. <laughs> so that that saved Russell's behind. <laughs> so Nick, do you have um 
Kat, did we even said hello to, to Walt? Did we say anything to Walt? Are you here? <laughs> All of a sudden. I'm, I'm listening to the conversation. Okay. All right. Okay. Hi, Walt. <laughs> hello. Hey, bonsoir, Mr. Walt. <laughs> hello. Good to have a new host. Mr. Yes. Nick. Yes. And did you see how he cut me off? Wow. I mean, he, he, learned, he learned right off the bat. I was so proud yeah. of you, Nick. I was so proud of you. Most people just shut up, no matter what they're about to say. You know, he's a producer. He could cut me off. You know, you know. And I, I was wanted like, to get up and do a jig. <laughs> so did so did I. I I I was like, I muted myself and I was laughing. I'm going, oh, good, good, good. We got somebody that can stand his ground and and you know, because we will run over you if we can. <laughs> Sunday. Thank well, you. I've been listening to you guys for two years, so it's like it's familiar. There's, I feel like it's family. I'm hanging out with 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 family and people I know, even though we just started talking a couple of days ago. I've known you guys for two years now. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. I feel that way too. With uh, everybody, everybody that I've been communicating with. In the chat room, I just, and then like Yasmin, when she came on, it wasn't like two new people. It was just, well, family. Yeah, like you said, family. Yes. Do you folks feel that the universe is putting all the like-minded people together, linking them together, putting them uh, in contact through like the radio show, the chat, and, and similar websites? Do you get this that feeling? Absolutely. Well, now we can. Yeah, now we can. Absolutely. It's Before in we had to protect ourselves because every everybody was a, a danger. <laughs> well, look, Jan put in here in the chat. It's a it's a link to Justin Trudeau gets outed. Um, it says involved.com. Uh, Justin Trudeau gets outed by his own brother. He is pawn of the new world order who performs scripts written by global elites. Didn't wow. he kill his own brother? I'm confused. He has more than one brother? Yeah, he has. I, I think it's referring. I haven't read the article, but I, I, it might be referring to his half brother, Kyle. Oh. Uh, he had a brother that myster mysteriously died, um, and he has a half brother through his mother, and I think that's the one they're talking about. Did you know that? Uh, and this this has got to be true because I saw it on the television, not the internet. <laughs> okay, but um, Trudeau is actually Fidel Castro's son. Uh, I heard about that a couple of years ago, and at first I was like, "What?" So I googled it, and just at looking at pictures of the young uh, Castro and Justin, I mean, the resemblance is so striking; it's it's crazy. Even, so even I, with a beard on. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit of research, and turns out that uh, the mother, uh, his mother, is from an Illuminati bloodline. She's uh, from the uh, Saint Clair family, 
uh, Margaret Trudeau St. Clair. And the father, if, if it's um, Castro, he's from a, a Illuminati bloodline. So you have this Illuminati Justin. And what do they do usually? They try to hide w where they come from, you know, to, to try to hide the bloodline. They change names and stuff like that. And that was a feeling I had when I did research. He's probably the son of Castro and he's from an Illuminati bloodline and they, they, they're trying to hide it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel it's it's there's something to it. It's fishy, very fishy. Let me tell you a little story about the St. Clair family. Um, when I first, who is this? When when I when I first um, got the uh, John Kennedy Jesus Christ book uh, finished, one of the publishers that. I worked with was somebody who um, really I'm trying to think this has a problem is I'm trying to remember the the name of the publishing company because you'd remember it and this young publisher said to me uh, oh this sounds amazing I've, he had the he had, I'd sent him the um, the manuscript and he wanted to do it and he said I've just got to you know present it and blah 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 so he came back to me and he said I'm not even supposed to tell you this but um, when I presented it to my higher-ups, they told me you would never, never be published in the United States. So at the same time that that was happening, another company, the St. Clair, uh, St. What is it? The St. Clair? Is it St. Clair? Yeah. Why did that sound strange to me? St. Clair Publishing Company, they wanted to see the manuscript. And... At that point, so I started getting a little bit more paranoid because of what had just happened to me. So instead of saying, oh, yay, wow, you know, I did a check on St. Clair because part of the book talks about the Freemasons and um, the uh, connection to the Knight Templars. And lo and behold, the Knight Templars um, are very connected to the St. Clair. And in fact, I think that those are the people that are responsible for the... Um, the London, uh, oh, what's the name of that? Oh, oh, geez. Chapel? Rosalind Chapel? You guys know anything about that stuff? Nope. Nope. I'm assuming that's a nope from Walt, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, nope. Okay, <laughs> but the, 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 the thing that, that I wanted to point out is that there is a connection there, and that same family is gotten connected to the Oak Island phenomena. The same family. Oh, wait a minute. Well, how, how did that? How, because how, of, what's the connection? Because of the Knights Templar connection. Oh. Yeah. It, it, wow. So it, it's like, when you, as soon as you said the name, I was like, oh, my God. And I, So this is the mother of Trudeau who gets with Fidel Castro, and they have a baby. And I'm not going to say I saw this on Fox, but I think it was Fox. I don't know what else I was listening to. And it was like, oh, my God. And they were showing pictures of, of Fidel and um, uh, the mother and the her husband and, and Fidel. And a, well, a, a little clip of how 
she was really saying he was so wonderful type of thing. You know, Pierre, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the, the supposed father of Justin, he was friends with uh, Castro and they often went to Cuba. And funny enough, nine months before Justin's birth, uh, they were in Cuba. Margaret uh, St. Clair and Pierre Elliott Trudeau, they were in Cuba. So the link is, I mean, this is not hidden. That's that's info on the Internet that you can find. So it's, I mean, if you look for it, it's it's there. It's in your face. <laughs> it's like it, classical theme, hiding in plain sight. Exactly. So now the half-brother, you say, is probably the one behind what Jan just put. Is there more to that story, Dolly? Oh, I don't know. I, I just read what Jan had posted. Okay. Is that what you were asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there are so <laughs> many... Mute. There's so many weird things that are happening out there. Mentioned in the Da Vinci Code. Yes, yes, Jan, that's right. Do you think Trudeau is a girl, too? Oh, Oh no! This thing. Well, the thing is, that's 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 the question because the one that's before the cameras is not even the real Trudeau. Trudeau, so I don't know. I mean, it, does it does it really make a point? Does it is is there any significance if he is or he isn't when the real one is missing? Well, no, but it gives us a reason as to why this guy had been put in charge of things. You mm. know, he's part of the the. Octopus. Walking target? Yeah, octopus, I think. When yeah. when things get uh when the water is getting very hot, you better better uh get a stand in. Get a <laughs> interesting. You know, the real one leaves the, the 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 theater and then and you get the uh what is it no, the what do you with the actors when you have an actor a stand in is it? Stand in, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the the thing that I was going to say when I was interrupted very appropriately by Nick <laughs> was, was sorry uh, <laughs> I'm not used to radio. Uh, I no, love. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I mean, I know you're you're made for this because you just uh, hey, listen. You for two years you've listened to the best. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, <laughs> one of the one of the reasons that I'm as good at, at as at this that as I am is because every morning for 25 years I listened to uh, uh, Philbin Regis Philbin I thought he was a master of interviewing and carrying a show and he only did it for an hour but he'd start out just talking with Kathy Lee or whoever was on with him and then he would at the end of the show somehow or another bring it back to that original conversation and I would listen to myself uh, on the radio after I started doing this in the early days, and I would pick up things that I know I inadvertently had picked up from Regis. And uh, so, uh, yeah, if if you're good at this, it's because you listen to us. <laughs> uh, okay, so now I've forgotten what I was going to tell you. No, I didn't. Okay, so this thing about people being clones and, and the doubles and everything, did you see Pelosi recently? I mean, I saw her talking um, about the Olympics and saying that um, 
don't don't say anything about the Chinese. They're ruthless. I want you safe. She got up and made this, you know, talking, you know, sending a message to the uh, the athletes. And I'm staring at this, and, and they kept playing it over and over, and I happened to be just watching Fox. There was nothing else on. It was just there. But every time she came on, I'd see the same thing over again. And she looked like her age. I mean, really old. <laughs> and then there was another well, clip. Not her, you know. I don't know who it is, but my God. I think they're purposely making her look worse and worse every time. It's a, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to point out. You know, I've been thinking the same thing, is that I said to somebody that was an anti-Trumper, I said, well, you know, there's clones of Trump. And they said, oh, everybody knows that. There's doubles all over the place. And she hated him. So, you know, I thought, well, that, that people seem to be realizing that, you know. Um, very peculiar. The... Um, well, this is a peculiar place we're in. So, um, okay, the truckers. What's happening from what you know, Nick? And we should talk about that weather storm. Yeah, what, what, yeah. whatever happened to the snow? Did it ever make it there? What weather uh, storm? Big storm that was forecasted for the area. Oh. Yeah, and Janine pulled cards on it, and she said she felt it was man-made. And it had the potential to uh, disrupt the uh, trucker event in Ottawa. Um, so, yeah. So, we tried to put the Eagles at work to uh, dissipate. We didn't try. We did put the Eagles at work. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, we had eight about eight inches of snow here in Quebec. Um, but looking on the radar, it kind of dissipated. I was looking at the uh, clouds. There's a, a website that shows um, satellite images of the clouds. And before you guys start working with the Eagle, I could clearly see the um, the clouds moving towards Ottawa. And a day later, it kind of dissipated. It was not as thick and, and visible on the radar as it was uh, at first. So we did have a little bit of snow here, but... I haven't heard of anything uh, major disrupting Ottawa. I'm going to post that. It took me a while to find it. Um, the the snowstorm thing that you're talking about, that photo. Uh-huh. All right, I'm doing that right now. And I'm going to try to do two things at the same time. So let's see. Okay, so what I... Uh, let's say I was talking to my sister and... I when I looked at the information that you had, had presented, I really was confused as to what and where and you know I wasn't seeing any kind of a of a problem anywhere and and my uh, computer ca- or the what you call it um, the, the you sent us to a link to see this it kept wanting to default back into Miami <laughs> I was like what it's AccuWeather you know. So I guess it was using, you know, and it was really, you know. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So I finally, I finally got, you sent this to us, okay? Now, if you guys just click on it, um, and if you want to see it in an open window, you can click on it again, and it will open up in its own window. Okay, so um, I see this thing, and I, and but it was after I'd had this conversation with my sister. Now, she's in New York, 
okay, in in like the middle of the state. So sort of not too far from Detroit and Tor- Tor- Toronto, okay, right in that area. And she said, we got two feet of snow last night. I said, you did? And she said, yes, but Mary Ellen, who's like an hour away, they got a couple of inches. And then I was listening to, uh, for some reason, got on a, some weather thing, and they were it was a Chicago uh, place. And the guy was saying, yeah, we got, you know, I don't know, 18 inches or wherever it was he was, he said. But, you know, he says, just not even a mile away from us, it, it, it's there's nothing. So apparently, I mean, I only got two messaging. It could be just, you know, coincidence. We know that, you know, that's not right. Coincidence is thought and action and so my 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 feeling is is that whereas you guys didn't change the direction of any of this the eagles busted it up so that it was a little bit here a little bit there a little bit there and i don't know if it got to ottawa or not but my suspicion is is that the the fact that so many people well two people that i talked to about this thing you know, they both said the same thing, was that it was, wasn't was like a normal storm. So was it, and I think that that was the eagle busting up the intention. It probably was snowing on places that need water. You know, I saw a uh, live coverage from Ottawa today, and there was a bunch of people, and it uh, didn't look like they had tons of snow. It was like everything was normal. Now the the truckers are just parked in Ottawa. Is that what they've done? They've taken over the streets. I've seen that um, the police blocked the uh, the streets, and they tried to move the trucks. When the trucks came in, they tried to uh, redirect them away or not towards the uh, center of the city, where the parliament is. So um, we didn't get to see all the trucks because there was a lot. I mean, you couldn't fit probably the whole convoy in the city that's for sure because convoy was huge so uh, we'd have to maybe look for uh, drone footage to see how big it was and where it went because uh, when when you look at the images there's trucks but not that not that many of them I mean it's not the uh, the whole 100 kilometer convoy that's there that's for sure I had when I was looking at trying to get photographs and I got one that um, I, I put in aerial photography because with all the drones, I thought there's got to be some drone footage out there, and there wasn't any. I got satellite <laughs> looking down on Ottawa. That wasn't much help, you know. But I, I found that interesting. I wonder if they're jamming the I, I ability. Don't know, I don't know how well the drone would would fare because uh, I'm sure there are military drones that are superior quality but a, a, a standard uh, commercial drone knowing what uh, battery capability is with minus 30 degree weather if, yeah. if that drone could fly five minutes it was too long it was too much <laughs> oh well that's a, a good, good reason they couldn't fly yeah wow. yeah okay uh, well I, I, i've seen drone footage in the city like around the uh, the parliament over the streets but uh, drone footage drone footage from around the city I haven't seen any
I've got a friend, well, my used to be my best friend, moved up to Ottawa. She's there, <laughs> right in the city. And But she was an anti-Trumper, <laughs> you know? And she came to despise me because I, I wasn't. And I, I keep thinking, oh, I should just ask her, you know, hey, you got trucks parked out in front of your house? But I was afraid that, you know... <laughs> That probably she'd go off on me again, you know. But maybe I'll ask her if she got some snowfall. <laughs> Did it snow in Ottawa? <laughs> uh, I've seen something interesting yesterday, uh, Nancy. There's um, <clears throat> trucks now going to Quebec City. Um, that's where the uh, Quebec Parliament is. And I've seen on the web that Toronto is uh, getting trucks and And farmers are showing up with their tractors. So now it seems to, you know, go out of a, not just in Ottawa, but all the um, the parliaments of every province. It's like what we wrote in chat last week. We were discussing this and it, it's, it looks like it's happening right now. Actually, today, they're, they're gathering today in Quebec City, which is the uh, Quebec City in the province of Quebec, not to um, mix the two. It's... Um, they're moving to uh, moving the trucks, and I can't wait to see where this is going to go because it's going to be like Ottawa. People are going to join in, and it's going to be a big protest. And yeah, well, the more they protest, the less able the state is going to be to to confront them. You know, well, so I mean, this is this is just a very good let's say, offensive move. Everybody, just go to your state capitol. Park the trucks. You know, I mean, that kind of... Um, good thing I'm not on YouTube. I would have just killed myself. And 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 so I can remember, remember to do this. Um, you remember uh, in say, say What and on Cosmic Reality, we had that part from um, uh, Janine regarding the truckers and the storm and everything, that was taken off of YouTube because his station was taken down. Michael Jacob. They took it down. Yeah. it's. <clears throat> I've checked my bookmarks today because I had a bunch of uh, bookmarks from his previous YouTubes that got taken down. Uh -huh. And this is his fifth channel, YouTube channel, that they take down. Five channels that he had that were all taken down one by one. Luckily, he has a rumble. I've, I've put the uh, link in chat today, earlier. Yeah, I subscribe. Uh, the video yeah. is there in chat. The, the video you're talking about is on rumble as well, so people right. can still see it. But yeah, Janine was talking about the uh, the storm in that video. Yeah. And that she, oh, thought, got, it was, she thought it was man-made. The storm. Remember? Yeah. I asked with a pendulum, and I got, yes, it's man-made. Well, I don't But ever... here's the thing. Here's the thing: is that the planet is not agreeable. I mean, that's what Doreen Dautin said that the planet is not agreeing to these things. So all that's why all our efforts are so fruitful because we are on the side of the planet. Yeah. The planet is not on the side of the cabal. So good luck to you guys because the planet no longer wants to be uh, used for their, their dirty deals. So that, that I wanted to ask Nick. Because he sent me the um, the Rumble link to that video that Janine um, mentioned on her uh, video of uh, Ben Fulford 
talking to Mel Kay, and they, they had a short conversation of about 28 minutes, but I, I didn't see, maybe I wasn't listening, I wasn't paying attention, because uh, Nick says that Fulford is, is saying that um, this guy, uh, Klaus Schwab, and some other cabal guy, is now working with the alliance. They changed sides, or I guess, or maybe uh, in exchange for not getting their heads cut off, they're assisting. Uh, but I, if, if he said it, it must have been really fast because I, I missed that. I listened to the whole thing, but I didn't. I, I did not get that part. I, I think he mentioned Antarctica. Uh, he mentioned oh. Christine Lagarde. She's the uh, IMF boss, the yeah. International uh -huh. Monetary Fund, or I like to say the International Mafia. <laughs> um, yeah, he linked the uh, thing uh, with that Antarctica meeting. So Schwab and Christine Lagarde uh, apparently went to Antarctica, and that's when they flipped or they, you know, they surrendered. And he mentioned it uh, at what point in the video, I remember that. Oh, okay. And it's also a good point about uh, what you said. The uh, what's her name? Dotan, that lady you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Doreen Dotan. She's in, yeah. Uh, in I Israel. remember you said that a couple of months ago, and it makes sense because right now, everything, every move that the uh, the dark ones are doing, it's all blowing up in their faces. There's no energetic structure supporting it. I mean, we see it everywhere. Look at the uh, GoFundMe thing. What a mess! Uh, it just blew up in their faces big time. Which uh, which account? The the GoFundMe for the truckers. They uh, were able to get ten uh, million dollars. People gave ten million dollars in what two weeks? Two weeks time, and now apparently they closed it because some uh, I think the uh, some the Ottawa mayor or somebody uh, from the government complained at GoFundMe, and then GoFundMe said, "Oh, uh, we'll seize the money." And uh, we'll give it to some other charity or something like that. And I think Jan mentioned in her show earlier that they they changed their mind. They're going to refund the people instead because I guess they got a lot of pushback um, stealing uh, $10 million like that. Uh, they said they were going to give it to approved. Uh, is it, what's the word in English? Uh I, no, I don't I, have the word. Like BLM organizations. Yeah, like BLM and and. Uh... Well, no, actually, what 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 they came out and said was that they would give the truckers the decision as to what uh, charities to send it to, and in regards to the refunds, if you wanted a refund, you had to do it by the nineteenth of February, and it was a really complicated uh, thing to do. And so the truckers put out a statement saying, just charge back on your credit card. In other words, make a complaint on the credit card because that's going to cost those people $15 every time they, the credit card says you deceitfully took the money. And that was what, it's all money, you know. So, yeah, $15, yeah. The, so. the thing, it kept changing. You know, we kept hearing, okay, GoFundMe is going to do this. Then they, they do something else. Then something else happens. It kept changing. And I guess they, um, they're they trying things and it all blows up in their faces. It's it's the energy is not there to support the uh, the dark, uh, 
the dark things. And it's really stupid. Well, look how BLM is now getting, it's blowing up in their faces because somebody's absconded with the, with that money. <clears throat> it's it's happening all over for the deep staters. It, everything they try to do, it just turned into crap. And I'm loving it. Well, on um, last on Co- Cosmic Reality Show, you started talking about the Serity Bonds. Yes. What a fascinating situation that is. Um, so now you understand why I kept posting it over and over again in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I took Mickey. Uh, oh, what's her last name? Mickey uh, Klon. Cl- yeah. Cl- say again. Klon, K-L-A-N-N. Klon, yeah. Um, no wonder I didn't remember it. That's an odd name. Klon. Um, okay, so she... she it, okay, so I, I think it was 43 minutes or something. And at the end of it... <laughs> um, who was it? Was it Sean Morgan? That was... who? No, who was... Uh, Scott McKay? Scott the McKay. Yeah it, was Scott, yeah, it was Scott McKay. I couldn't remember who interviewed her. So Scott, you know, gives her credentials. And so when I made the tape that I'm going to play on Radio 5G on Wednesday, when I made that tape, I took that and put it up in the beginning of it because I had ta- I heard her talk when she was doing uh, astrology in the Bible and regarding to what's happening now. It was fascinating. But it wasn't something I really wanted to pursue. And so now she turns up here and she... What I didn't know, I mean, I thought she, she's a very young looking, and I thought she was just, you know, some housewife that didn't have anything else to do, you know, that type of thing. Um, but guided, guided, I definitely figured she was, felt she was guided. But um, it turns out, no, she actually built a big tech company and sold it. She can do this because she's got a lot of money. And she can look into things that other people can't because she got the money to look into it. And absolutely fascinating um, how simple that whole concept is. Now, do you do you, do you know enough about it? Now, did you look up on it to, to talk a little bit more about it? Well, the first I have to bring you back to July 2020 um, in Quebec. In July 2020, they introduced the mask, the mask mandate. People had to wear masks in stores and at work and the whole the whole thing. And right there and then, I, I got a uh, intuitive download. I felt that okay, this is going to be this is going to result in major lawsuits and class actions. Uh, all the employers that are forcing the mask on people, these people are going to get sick eventually, and they're all going to sue the employer, and the employer is going to say, oh, the government asked me to do it. So they're going to have to turn around and, and, and sue the government afterwards. And I felt clearly that this was a big mess. It was going to be a big mess. And it was clear. I felt clearly that the, um, the lawsuit thing was the way out of it. So when I came across the surety bond information a couple of weeks ago, I got that same intuitive hit again. It's like, okay, that's the... Um, 
the the legal uh, way out of it again. And I've watched a couple of videos uh, with Mickey Klon and the energy was so strong what I felt uh, out of it. That's why I kept posting it in the, in the chat and I say, hey, folks, take a look at this. This is important. If you feel that uh, if you feel called, if you feel a calling to pursue this, to, to deal with your uh, rogue uh, school boards, take a look at this. There's an easy so it's it's so simple and easy the way she explains it you don't need a lawyer you don't need anything you just find the the bond company you claim the bond and and yeah she and i feel this is a very there and and um take the, uh, the rogue uh servants who don't serve the people but they serve the uh the cabal i've got a question for you regarding yep. the the okay so you you're putting a claim against the bond but there must be rules in place where you have to submit, I don't know, a pile of uh, evidentiary documents to prove your case, to prove your claim against the bond. Because it, I don't think you can make a claim just on say so. Oh, I, it's my opinion that the, the, these people are in violation of the terms of their bond. Obviously, the, they must ask you to file or present material evidence to back up your claim yes no? yeah F from what i understood uh in the video uh, mickey Klon says that you go you find out who the uh surety bond company is who let's say for a given uh, uh school board um once you know you claim uh the bond and you present your case to the uh bond company and then they investigate and if um, if it turns out to be true, you know, that they didn't, um, let's say, for the um, school board, uh, if they impose things that goes against health, they're detrimental to health and you have proof, well, the, the surety bond company is going to give you the bond if they don't. Um, you have to ask, uh, <clears throat> like Mickey Clown was asking for them, for the school board, uh, her school board that she claimed the bond. Uh, she asked for the mask mandates to be removed, um, the vaccination clinics, uh, all the critical race theory books to be taken out of the library and have a certain date. Uh, I think she gave five days for the school board to uh, to comply. And if they don't, then the sh the surety bond company gives the bond to the claim, the person who claimed it. In this case, it would be Mickey Klon. She would get one million dollars per board member. And then the surety bond company turns around and then seizes every board member's uh, whatever they have to pay back for that $1 million bond. That's what I understood how it works. And it seems really simple. If you watch the video, it seems to be a, a quite simple process. There's no lawyers involved and it's... Okay, I put, I put in the uh, chat the uh, link to uh, what it is, is bondsforthewin.com. And that gives you a point-by-point -point way of doing this. Um, but what it boils down to is that, well, the best, the best example was that story she told about, I think her name was Veronica, I'm not sure, maybe you remember. But this woman's son was autistic, and they kept trying to put the masks on him at school until he had a mental breakdown and is now institutionalized. Okay, so she was the one that went after the person who was the head of the school board. 
And the first thing you have to do is you have to write an intention to do this. So it's a letter of intention to the public official that is the one that's bonded. And she knew who it was because uh, it's public record. You have to, every, it says, okay, every elected public official is required to purchase a bond no matter what office they hold. Each public official is also required to sign an oath to uphold the Constitution of their state as well as the Constitution of the United States of America. Okay, so that's public record that everybody does. Who's the who's the company that don't you know has this? And you can apparently, at least in, in the areas that they found that they've already done this, that um, they give it to you. There's, they can't prevent you from knowing this information. So once you know the people, then you go to the people and you say with this letter of intent, I'm going to go after your bond because of these things that I think that you have done. And you've got, um, in uh, the case of Veronica, it was five days. You've got five days to uh, rectify this. And it was the mask mandate, basically, because of what it had done to her son. Because she had a case. Her son was severely damaged because of what they did. So what happened was that the uh, school board got the lawyers, and the lawyers told them, actually, she said, she said, this is what they said. And what they said to the school board was, um, you better get some more heroin and uh, beer. Get some more heroin and beer. And the interpretation is, is you are screwed people. Because, you know, if, if, if she can do this. And so what happened was that they all sort of Did ran... Did you get the money? No, let me tell you the rest of the story. So they all sort of ran away. This just happened, okay? They all ran away. You know, they all sort of like, oh, my God, i got to get out of here. I don't want to be, you know. Well, the, the, then, and the teachers, see, the teachers are in the same kind of a situation. The entire school district was now under jeopardy of legal action. And um, so the teachers w- wanted to stop teaching because I don't know what's happening. I don't want to, I'm not going to jeopardize myself this way, right? And so what happened was that the school people had to go out and say, is there any volunteers to teach the kids? And people were losing their jobs, and it was such a turmoil that even though the five days had, they hadn't, you know, rectified the situation, well, they did. They said, oh, take away the mask mandate right away. That's what they did. But she felt bad because, okay, that's what she was after, and she didn't want all of these people to be so hurt by this what she was about to do so she pulled back the bond she said i won't do it and then as soon as she did that those stupid those stupid people they went and put the mask mandate back on so she refiled and at the time that mickey was given this discussion they were in the process of reinitiating the situation of uh, intent to, to do this, I think, that's if I remember correctly. But what they learned in this process is a tie-in to another thing that we don't normally mention, but that's the sheriffs. And interestingly enough, you've got your county, and you've got your city, and you've got your state, okay, and you've got the feds. But the, sh- the sheriff's departments and all over the United States, unless they've made some changes, actually take a... Um, 
uh, take an oath to the Constitution of the United States as well as the Constitution of the state they're in, but the Constitution of the United States, and they are elected, so they're not appointed. They have to make the people happy, and those are the people that are responsible for delivering an intent in in an intention letter like this. So once you get the sheriff's people involved in it, then again, it's another layer of the existing system that can be used to work for us. Uh, and anybody that, you know, I think that everybody should look at this. If you know people that have actually can say, this is what has happened to my children, and I'm sure there's millions of you out there, then use it. You might end up with a million bucks or more. And and she pointed out that if a teacher gets up in front of a, a class and says, you need to get vaccinated, she's not a public health official and has no right to be saying what she's saying. And she's saying it to, let's say, 24 kids in that room. That's 24 counts of the criminal action. Yeah, 24 bonds. If, if the bond yeah. is a million dollars... Yeah, uh, it's twenty-four million dollars that could be claimed. Yep. And so, money I think talks. The, the important point, the the important point here is is the the personal liability. It's like the person uh, with the bond, the person that has a problem with the bond. Let's say the the board uh, person. It the it's the person that's personally responsible, liable. For that bond, so that's why things move. That's why they back they back off when uh, you claim the bond because now they feel the heat. They're not the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> they don't have a a law that says you cannot be sued. These are the people that can be sued, sued big. And not only that, but if you're a professional politician, you'll never be able to get another bond, and you can't be a public official if you can't if you can't get a bond. This is your whole life gone. Over masks, that there's absolute proof they're damaging, not helpful. I mean, and I guess that's why the surety bond thing was kept was a big secret that was kept away from the public for a long time. But somehow the un- the universe made it so that. Um, Mickey Klon brought the information forth, and now it's everywhere on the web. A lot of people are talking about it, and hopefully, it's gonna it's gonna have a good pushback on on the the mandates everywhere. You're you're right of it about it being a, a well kept secret because when I moved here to Minnesota in 2003, for seven months I drove a parcel van uh, making deliveries. And when I, uh, I I wasn't considered an employee of the company. I was a, con- a subcontractor. I owned the vehicle, and there I'm just uh, I'm getting the, the parcels from them, you know, to deliver to the customer. But in the application to you know fill out the paperwork to work for the company, one of the questions was, "Have you ever been bonded?" And I'm looking at it like bonded. What does this mean? It's like there wasn't uh, nobody volunteered any information. She, the the woman says, well, if you don't understand what I've been, just put down no. So now I understand. It's a well kept secret. You're not supposed there to know what it means <laughs> to be bonded. <laughs> I mean, they need the bond to to 
for the structure for them to like legally make the thing work, but they're not going to tell you that you can claim it. Hence the big secret. Once you know, well, you know, it, what's happening now is, is just this avalanche of people claiming bonds left and right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break here and I'm going to play Disturbance because Dolly likes it. Yes, Dolly? Yes. Okay. And welcome back to the Say What Show. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Nicholas D. And the date is February 5th, 2022. Um, okay, you guys are there, I'm assuming, yes? Yep. That was painful. What? Yes. Listening to the song, it was awful. I think it's the uh, sound cancel, uh, the noise canceling filter in chat, uh, in Skype. Sorry. It should be off in my system. Maybe no, we have it on in our the, chat. Me, Dolly, and Walt. The, fil the filter, your filter is on, uh, Nancy. It's an noise cancellation is on is on high that's why people are not supposed to hear your fish tank right are you talking about the noise cancellation nick yes uh in skype well i I'm was assuming that's i was what you're using to cancel out the uh, the fish tank noise right and i was listening to it on the uh on the, my phone and it was perfect Wow. Okay, Jan says in chat that the sound it sounded fine out there. So yeah, it was only us uh, not hearing it well. Well, I did have you well, guys. What a <laughs> All right, we'll we'll talk about this. I got to get Walt okay. in anyway. But thank you for the information. But I I thought it was great. I was real happy because <laughs> it came over, it came over the phone perfectly. You know. It's like they had to have a little gremlin in here, you know. And yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I, w I was ecstatic on Wednesday because the couple, the shows, be the two shows before I got with Ani Avedisian two weeks ago, I had trouble with. But on Ani's, I couldn't even get on the station. The internet was screwed up. So, and that started a whole bunch of, every single show had a problem with it until that Wednesday show, just last Wednesday. And it, I went, it was only an hour show, but I recorded it perfectly. There were no glitches. There was no, oh, I was so happy. And so I thought, okay, I, I got this down. And now you tell me, nope. <laughs> because it wasn't a break song in that in that particular show. So there's another gremlin in the machine. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we were in the um, Mercury retrograde and I heard that it affects uh, electronic equipment as well. So it's kind of weird. Everybody had problems everywhere on the web. <laughs> live uh, live uh, streamings had problems, and you had problems. Your recorders had problems. You said you have three recorders that didn't work. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, one, two fail, but to have all three of them fail? On differences, well, I think that... that uh, I really think that the the concept of me trying to run two recorders on one computer, this computer, doesn't have enough oomph to it, right? But uh -huh. I had those two. I tried it before. There was no problem. 
And it maybe that I had something else on that started interfering in it too. But the weird thing is, is that the server that has been able to do a recording for every show up until the last few months, all of a sudden one show would be fine and the next show wouldn't show up at all. And so when it happened to me two shows in a row, like I think it was Tuesdays, I contacted them and they don't know what's wrong. <laughs> you know, so they're maybe- still looking into it. It's like... Well, we're not exactly sure what is happening here, you know. Walt, maybe this is a question for the pendulum, you know. Is it the uh, Mercury retrograde that was affecting the uh, radio, all the problems that the Nancy had? What is the answer? I'm getting no. Okay. Something And else? that's what the posse just said to me. No. It's it's a man-made do thingy. A man-made interference. Yeah. Well, that man-made very, could be me. Could be me. Something I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Not a very not a very creative interference because um, I mean the show everything was heard so they're bothering the the, the break music. Ooh, whoa. My God, what terrorist act. I can't hear the music correctly. Woo. Well, again, Walt, you were saying here about uh, Dotan, that lady that said that the, yeah. uh, the universe doesn't support any negative yep. actions anymore. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to throw it over to you, to you guys. What would you like to talk about next? Well, I, I oh. want to oh, say. Oh, okay. okay. Um, did did you all... Uh, Quiz Nick on himself? Well, no, and I actually thought about that, but I, I are you up for it? Yes. Okay, Nick, yes. are you are you up for Dolly um, interviewing you? Yeah, uh, go ahead. If I if I don't have the English words, I'll say it in French. <laughs> okay. okay, or say uh, say something a uh, sound alike or or a different word for what you're trying to say something like that okay we can work through it no matter what it is hold on go for it drink knock on the table once for yes twice for no (laughs) (laughs) uh well we they told me well nancy told me that you are french canadian is that right yep i was born in montreal quebec and French is my first language. Um, yep. So where did you learn your English? Quebec is is pretty much bilingual, not a hundred percent, but um, there's a lot of um, English speaking uh, in Quebec. So in school we had like the basic English lessons, but I've always listened to um, English TV. English music, and um, at one point, I started working on cruise ships as a a sound technician. I'm a musician and sound technician, and I ended up uh, working around the world on cruise ships, and I had had to have to speak English because French uh, was not really spoken, and that's where my English got better and better, and when I started, sorry, when I started doing my research, uh, in 2010, 
um, on conspiracy stuff and intuition, synchronicities and all that stuff. Most of the stuff that I saw was in English, videos, uh, texts. Uh, so, yeah, my English got better and better and better. And here, here I am on live radio speaking English, of all things. I'm <laughs> Life is full of surprises. It is. It really is. You never know what's around the next corner. Uh, so, are you married? I'm single, and I've been living quietly in my uh, little bubble for the past two years, thanks to uh, our friends there at the top of the pyramid. Top of what pyramid? The dark ones pulling the uh, the strings. The scamdemic, the whole thing that forces us to, to live quietly, isolated. Oh, I see what you're saying. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. <clears throat> My brain still isn't completely unfoggy. <laughs> well, is it ever? <laughs> we look at it. Okay, so um, do in your work, can you explain to us what you do with in your work, where what where it takes you, uh, what it leads you, paths that lead you down, things like that. Or if if you don't want to say that, that's okay. I don't want to get too personal. You tell I, I, me you're too personal. Yeah, I, I used to work as a sound technician on cruise ships, and then I came back to Montreal and I started working um, as a technician in uh, museums in Montreal. And then something happened. I had uh, life made it so that I was able to get out of there and just be isolated, uh, live alone quietly for the past two years. And wow. yeah, I just uh, continued doing my research and composing music. Like I said, I'm a musician and composer. I've been working on my with my computer. I haven't seen many musicians in the past two years, so I've been composing with my computer, doing research a lot on the web, um, and listening to you guys. Wow, that's cool. You know how many people would love to be able to do that? Well. Not not exactly it's, that, but whatever they want. It was meant to be, I guess. It was all, uh, you know, Nancy mentioned something. Um, when you're on a path, you get these synchronicities show up, you know, information or opportunities showing you the way, and you end up in a place that you never thought you'd be. Like me doing live radio right now, I never thought that I would be here. So, yeah, when you follow the... Um, the threads through the synchronicities and the uh, the intuition, the gut feelings and the opportunities that show up that you feel, okay, I need to go. I mean, f for me, to I've moved away from Montreal. I live in a sm much smaller city now, uh, close to the country. And to do that move, to move away from Montreal, it was, in intuition was really clear. It was telling me, you got to move now. My mind said, no, this doesn't make sense. When my intuition said, no, you go. So I did uh, that move, and it was scary, but uh, in the end, it was the good thing to do. And uh, yeah, uh, intuition is my guide. <laughs> well, why do you think your intuition was telling you, you got to move now? I, I needed to be away uh, from the city and f for what happened for the past two years, and I needed to do something else with my life. There's something I need to do somewhere. And uh, I needed 
that two years of being in my bubble, researching, um, working on my music. And yeah, I, I, like I said earlier today, I feel now the universe is, is putting to is linking together all the like minded people. And I feel that now that's what's happening right now. We're all connecting. The Internet is a great tool for that. And um, yeah, we'll see where where this goes. Um, it's it it feels divinely orchestrated. It's 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 a big exercise of uh, trusting, letting go, and trusting the uh, the guidance. Uh-huh. Something that I've never learned in school. Uh, something that I've learned, uh, yeah, it, through intuition, listening to my intuition. And I often talk about intuition to people and, you know, I tell them, listen to your little voice inside, listen to the guidance that you have. We all we all have it. And um, they never spoke about it in school. They never taught us how to listen uh, to our own little voice within. You know, we're taught to listen to um, guidance from the government and from outside of us, you know, religion and and governments. And that's something that... um, I always had a problem with the uh, authority was never my friend. <laughs> Mine neither. <laughs> I guess like mo- most of us uh, who, who's been uh, fighting the system, we all have that little, yeah. Defiance. Of being true to ourselves and following yes. that guidance within. Yes. That's why we don't uh, follow or go with the flow of, of people not questioning authority and just going along doing um, things that don't make sense. Right. One of my kids has a a nook cover, a tablet cover, and it says, do not touch this. Well, you know the first thought that comes in my mind. That's the first thing I got to do is touch it. So I did. I feel better. <laughs> Net was sitting out there laughing at me. <laughs> I had to do it. Had to touch it. Don't tell me don't do something, because that's the first thing I, I intuitively want to do. So I have learned though. Uh, before I do the no no, think about it, test my uh, guides, my inner voices, and see what they say. <laughs> I didn't always do that, though, Nick. I I would just, I'd run in where angels feared to tread. (laughs) So, um, how did you find us, Cosmic Reality? What led you here? Uh, Smart meters. Oh. (laughs) And here's the backstory. A couple of years ago, I moved in this new apartment. It's an old building, though it's not a new building, but it was a, a new apartment for me. And in my living room, right next to, uh, on the other side of the wall in my living room, uh, there's seven smart meters. And I didn't know when I moved in. A couple of weeks later, after I moved, I started having symptoms, weird symptoms like uh, Weird tinnitus, weird buzzing in my head, uh, brain fog. I had shocks, electric shocks at my heart. It was really strange. And uh, 
uh, intuition was telling me to look into EMF um, pollution or something like that. So I started Googling it and I found a list of symptoms of uh, EMF uh, exposure. And sure enough, it was exactly what I was uh, going through. So I further my research and I ended up uh, reading about shungite. And I think I found the interview of Nancy with uh, Carrie Cassidy. Oh, yeah. And that was the link. Wow. Google Nancy after that. And I found the uh, Cosmic Reality Radio and bang, I've been addicted ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I hated that interview. I thought. I thought Carrie was being mean to Nancy, so I, I well, I'm so you glad. Thank, it, you have to thank Carrie. If I'm here today, it's because of Carrie Cassidy. Right, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I'm so <laughs> glad that, that Nancy did it because you're not the first one who has said that. I've heard others say, well, I listened to Carrie Cassidy, so I came to check her out, and then they just ended up staying. <laughs> Which is nice. So the thing that I was poo-pooing was a good thing. I got to watch what I (laughs) (laughs) poo-poo. I don't want it biting me in the butt all the time. (laughs) Um, When when you... I don't know how to say this. Let's see. When you get settled in your mind, in your... Uh, being, which direction are you leaning toward to go next? Where do you think you'll be led to? Or or do you not know yet? Um, it, it's not me. It's gonna, the guidance. I'm going to follow the guidance. Uh, I feel like many of us, we've been prepared to come out and um, uh, like right me me here now on the radio, this is some kind of a coming out in a way, and I feel we're a lot of us uh, that were prepared for many years are coming out on the world stage or talking to people, and that's where I feel I'm going. I'm just following the guidance. I get clear these clear intuition. Uh, hunches on where to go what to do and that's what i follow if there's one thing that is a hundred percent sure is that i will follow the uh, intuitive guidance i just don't know where it's going to lead me i i know i'm going to be um i'm going to have it's going to be a different life i'm not going to be as isolated as the past two years that's for sure a lot of information is going to come forth. Uh, I feel I need to share the, my music with the world. I always kept a low profile as a composer. Um, I'm going to, my music, I want to bring my music out to the world eventually. It's something that I kept for myself. as It, it was part of my, um, me exploring the intuitive guidance. Uh, when I compose, I kind of follow... Uh, intuitive guidance and yeah I did I compose music for myself but now I feel I need to uh, polish it up a bit and put it out put it out there so that's one of the things that I 
think are going to happen is eventually I'll have my music out there on some website or somewhere. I don't know exactly where now, but to answer your question, yeah, music's going to be uh, published somewhere on the web eventually. Well, I can put yeah. you up in a heartbeat. I was just going to say that. You <laughs> yeah, got Nancy like I, said, right I just here. need to polish it up. I need, you know, I've. What's the genre? Um, I listen to a lot of different stuff. I mean, I used to play in heavy metal bands. I've played in rock bands, pop bands. I used to tour in Canada and in Europe playing bass in different bands. And uh, I studied a little bit of music. Uh, I went to college for sound recording. Like I said earlier, I'm a sound technician. And when I went to college to study sound recording, I had to do a couple of uh, music courses. Uh, I'm a self-taught musician, uh, but I've learned a lot of stuff in, in those uh, music courses. And one of them was uh, music literature. And we studied all the, you know, the great composers and uh, different kinds of music, jazz and classical. And I picked up a lot from those courses and uh, it influenced me a lot in my compositions. And now I'm working with my computer with uh, virtual instruments. Uh, virtual symphonic orchestra. I have a whole orchestra at my disposal in my computer so I can experiment uh, orchestral compositions uh, with influences from pop, from rock, from heavy metal, from jazz. And that's what I'm I'm playing with right now. And the theme for the past maybe 10 years uh, that's coming up in my compositions is uh, musical suites, like long instrumental musical suites, like stories, um, music telling stories. So they're not like three minute songs. They're like 20 minute long um, story that's told solely with music, no lyrics, no singers. And I was telling Walt a couple of days ago that I'm, I'm currently working on a, a suite inspired by uh, Arabic music and uh, flamenco-ish sounds. Um, and this came to me, the idea for this came to me as a download, once again. I was sitting on a, uh, on a park bench, and uh, it was in, I think, May 2020, after the, f the first couple of months of the lockdown, uh, when the weather warmed up and people started going outside, uh, People were all happy to be in parks again. And, and you know, after the first two months of uh, lockdown. So I was sitting outside on a, on a park bench. People are all happy. I was just there. And I got a download about a, this Arabic rhythm and uh, this Arabic sounding melody. And that's how it started. Just this little idea uh, just grew and grew and grew. And I keep getting it's like the universe is sending me puzzle pieces of this huge puzzle that exists somewhere in the unseen world. And I keep getting pieces of the puzzle that at first they don't look like they fit together, but if you let them through and then you put them together here and there, eventually you start to see the bigger picture. So yeah, it's an exercise of just following my intuition and, and, and bringing in these puzzle pieces, um, Again, it's following the guidance, the intuitive guidance. And it goes, for me, it goes way beyond the, just composing music. It's, it's my, uh, my guide in everyday life. 
the, uh, the the intuitive guidance. That's wonderful. How old are you? I'm in my fifties. Uh, fifty-four. Oh. I'm at fifty-four now. Do you ever think what took you so long to uh, show yourself to me when you're thinking about your intuitive stuff? Uh, like I said earlier, it, life made it so that I needed to be alone in my bubble and get ready. There was a lot of research. There was a lot of stuff to go through. Um, recently, I had memories of past lives. I've never had that before. Wow. So there, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, like many of us, I was prepared, slowly prepared. And uh, here I am. On live radio. <laughs> what kind of memories of past life do you have? What kind of a past uh, life? Yeah, the the one that I they had was not so pleasant, but it explained a lot of things in my current life. Um, I recently felt that I was I was there during the French Inquisition, and that. Um, I must have spoke out against the powers that be and that and didn't end it well for me. I they must have uh, tortured me or something. I don't have the exact memories of what happened, but I was uh, probably tortured to death. And that fear uh that underlying fear of you know, when, when we speak out, uh, when I speak out, I kind of have this fear in the back. It's like an unconscious fear. But that now energies sense. are different. Uh-huh. It's, I feel like now I can speak up and, and the uh, dark energies, I don't know. They Well, again, like Walt said earlier about the uh, Dotan, that lady Dotan. The universe doesn't support their dark stuff. So now we're in a position where we can come out and, and speak openly um, without the repercussions that that, well, I, that I seem to have in, in that uh, French Inquisition lifetime. Uh-huh. That I, Walt said something to me the last time we were together about... Uh, Past thing and and uh, serpents, uh, whoever peoples were the snakes were. In, well, that made me think maybe maybe I had a past back then with them, and that's why I'm so terrified now of snakes. Dolly, when you spoke about that fear that you have about snakes that's what i felt intuitively there's past life connection there's something major uh past life trauma or something right there that's what i felt and i still feel it now <laughs> that you mention it, it i i get the same feeling yes boy we can identify with that <laughs> there's our bond right there <laughs> yeah really <laughs> past life traumas <laughs> And I have to say, I, I feel um, a connection with Nancy as well. And I feel that that connection uh, might be, uh, might have a, we might have had lifetimes together or 
related to Russia. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something, there's a connection there. Um, Could it be a connection before the Russia that we know when we're in the Bedrus time frame? I don't know. I would have to read on that. I'm not familiar with uh, with the Russia's history. Um, well, that, I, I don't know as just, much as you the, know that, about that, Russia. That's just the point. You know, it's like hidden history. You know, but I, I because um, we got into it. Walt and I did when we were reading the Anastasi, uh, you know, the books and doing like a book report weekly for a few. Uh, it was a few weeks, and. So and and being somebody that was absolutely enamored with the Russian people, I thought it was preposterous that the amount of time that I had spent studying them and didn't even realize that I wasn't even seeing where did they start. And when you look at their belief system, it is very much different than what we've got now, for one thing, but it was very much more pure and pristine and in... Uh, congruence with the universal energies. Well, recently, on a number of occasions, I've been prompted to make the Vedrus connection to an outcrop of the Martian people. And that if we traced it back, the Vedrus would be actually Martians. They, They came here when the planet was, well, before the planet got <laughs> and do you mean by that they were good aliens? Oh yeah. What we would consider yeah. good aliens? Yeah. Um and if if you look at the Vedrus people, if if I'm right, then um the Martian people were an incredibly attuned to nature and attuned to just the goodness that human beings bring into creation and to have had their planet basically destroyed uh, I mean the, the, the planet wasn't blown up but there was so much destruction that I, very little survived um, that must have shook them to their roots you know in, in all ways you know we believe so much in, in nature and how could this possibly have happened and I think that those kind of questions are fundamental to what we're going through now is that we see incredible evil that for the most part most of us go how can this even be possible that human beings are doing this even if they're not human beings that anybody is doing this yeah I was about to say it's not humans I mean well yeah some humans are involved in it some humans know dang well what they're doing you know and um yeah but these are damaged humans i mean their psyche is so damaged they don't even recognize themselves as human yeah and empathy is absent no empathy yeah the level of programming in in fact uh if you when you study for example the mk ultra techniques it's all based on damage it's based on psychic trauma mental programming the fragmenting Mental fragmenting. I mean, uh, you can when you do the shamanic journey, and you can see the soul fragments, and you and the ones that can, you bring them back to the person. Sometimes, sometimes the person is so traumatized, there are fragments that don't want to come back, and you have to 
I had that case when I w- when I was learning the fifteenth man the fifteenth step process. Um, this uh, this man he had three fragments. Two I was able to bring in, but the third one I couldn't. I had we had to wait six months. He had to learn something that allowed him to bring this third fragment. This third fragment was an old guy sitting alone in the middle of a field, and he just he hated himself because. He, in his mind, he was convinced that he betrayed. He betrayed Jesus. He betrayed the Christ, so that he couldn't stand himself. He couldn't reconcile himself with what he'd done. So it took six months of, of his name is Rick. He of doing internal work to finally bring that that part of him back to him. So. Uh, can you imagine the level of, of damage that's done to a human psyche when with these, you know, black ops and psyops, you know, programs? It must be uh, incredible, just beyond ima- imagination. Sorry for the interruption. No, don't. Yeah, no. it wasn't an interruption. It was perfect. <laughs> yes. I don't remember what he said, but it was perfect. <laughs> I'm only kidding you. Um, well, this is very. I agree with with Nick 100 percent in in all the in all the synchronicities and all the points. People coming together, ideas coming together. Because I I uh, I, I've ex- I recently experienced a synchronicity of my own because. I don't know how many days ago, which if it was last week or the week before, I remember watching one of the Alex Collier uh, seminars, and in that lecture, he he brought up the subject of the different human races, and he brought up the subject he, where he says the original human genome that existed, the hemoglobin, hemoglobin in the in the blood was based on copper. In fact, he says that's why the the Rothschilds they think they are so much better than everybody else because they see themselves as the original humans because their hemoglobin is not based on iron; it's based on copper. And he says, and and on those people, their um, uh, the 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 tone of the um, complexion of the skin. Would tend to tend to be green because they were like I said the, their blood was based on copper and now it turns out uh, you remember Nancy because I believe you have him you had him speak on the radio one time uh, there's a gentleman he's he's a pilot his name is uh, Lee Borseka uh, I think you were uh, I I met him through Facebook you're you're one of his uh, uh, Facebook friends he brought to mind this this thing that's uh, going on it turns out that it uh, we are all suffering from copper depletion in fact it, to, to to take iron i'm reading the i'm i'm reading the information as i go is to take in doses so dosages of uh, iron is actually counterproductive to the body because what we need is copper we don't need iron and it's like whoa Things are connecting. All these points are connecting together so fast. <laughs> it's like unbelievable how it's uh, it's all coming together. 
Well, so, you know, when, when I started using making the pendants, I was using copper wire that's colored, okay? And I've always known that the copper wire was very critical mm-hmm. to whatever I was doing, but I've never really, you know, is it just a transmitter of the energy? Well, of course, you've got the energy of the copper there, and if copper is what we're needing in, you know, energetic form, then the pendants with this, the Shanghai, you know, maybe that's another one of the healing aspects of the Shanghai. That makes sense? Yeah, uh, yeah to me, uh, that to me makes sense. Because I'm reading how the body needs copper and how many things block. For example, if you take too much zinc, that blocks the copper. If you take uh, too much iron, it blocks the copper. So there are so many things that we take for granted and we take in, in massive dosage, and it actually gets in the way. It gets in the way of the body being able to absorb what it, the amount of copper that it needs. So it's really fascinating. Like for example, I know that you love. And I know that I take it because the that dowser lady told me that I needed it. But he actually has a, a valid argument, a very long article with 10 bullet points, why uh, the uh, n- our bodies produce vitamin D naturally when exposed to the sunlight, to natural light. But to take uh, vitamin D as a nutrient is not is not positive. It's actually counterproductive because he says that, for example, vitamin D is used in rot poison. Uh, it says vitamin D actually, instead of pulling uh, um, calcium into the bones, it puts calcium in the soft tissues. And that, that sounded eerily familiar because that's one of the problems that I that I have is that uh, calcium deposits in my soft tissue. Because, but I'm aware of the fact that I was taking massive amounts of massive dosages of calcium. So that's why I'm, I was taking the capsules of vinegar because that uh, dissolves and breaks the, all the excess uh, calcium. But he says you you don't need to take vitamin D if you want to reinforce the, the bones. Uh, all you need to do is take, you know, magnesium, uh, copper, uh, boron, silica. That's, that's what you need to strengthen bones. You don't need to take massive amounts of calcium to strengthen the bones and you don't take you don't need vitamin D either so he makes a really compelling case for not taking vitamin D <laughs> so he says vitamin D is not even a vitamin he says it's it's a hormone well you know this I'm, is I'm, this is the problem right now I was ta- I had an interesting conversation with one of the people that I met in the neighborhood when we were doing the campaign blah 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 but she um she was telling me something about, you know, the Republicans had gone down to some nursing home and they had changed the, they were trying, supposedly helping them out and had changed their party affiliation. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but it could have been true of the Democrats as well as the Republicans. You know how that all operates. But, so she comes off like that. Then she starts kind of bad mouthing DeSantis. And now I'm going like, oh, this is not a good thing, <laughs> you know. And I said to her, you know, very politely, I said, well, just just so you know, I, I am a supporter of DeSantis. I like what he does. And she was like, oh, well, to make a long story short, she ended up saying to me, and I am not going to get one of those vaccinations. It's like, it, it was, it stunned me because I thought, you know, she was locked into the, to the, to the scenario, 
But no, she she had certain things that she was still, you know, kind of in the group. But on the other side of it, she had uh, was was taking a nursing school when the COVID thing happened, and she had to had to leave before she graduated. But she's got a lot of uh, nursing behind her in her mind, you know. And she looked at this thing. She said, "This doesn't make any sense." And uh, so there's all sorts of different ways of looking at the science and it, it, it I don't know what's true anymore I mean I really don't and I remember I keep coming back with Jan, Jan, uh, Jennifer Daniels Dr. Dan, Daniels telling me that the first thing she remembers in Harvard was this professor saying you know 50% of what we tell you is true 50% we don't it isn't true and we don't know the difference you know I mean like yeah, it's really become stark out there, and um, I think caters the same kind of a situation, you know, that there is an enti- we don't know what it is because we've been lied to, and we're not even sure who's what, which, what things are lies and what things are truth right now. If we're honest with ourselves, that's why we need to. Re- we have no other choice. We all have to turn into dollies, <laughs> rely on our own guidance, like Nick does. Yeah. He uses his own guidance for the music. He uses his own guidance to process and filter whatever material material he's reading because you can't rely on anything outside of yourself anymore. There's so much fabrication and disinformation in every sphere of, of official human activity that that's it. That's it. You, you can't. You have to question everything. And the problem with qu- questioning is is normal, it's healthy. There's a problem when you take it overboard. There is a, an, an issue with questioning is that when you get to the point of questioning things without limitations, without discrimination, without analysis of what you're questioning, then you don't believe in nothing at all. Because then 100% of everything that comes to you is questionable. So that that's overboard. That's really not healthy at all. You just have to learn you pay attention to your own guidance, and that way you start filtering out the crap, the the, the made up stuff. Because that's the problem. We were, the reality that we're in not only is everything made up, but whatever uh, history is behind that reality is also made up history. Is it, is it, I I remember going back as far what like grammar school when. Uh, the the teacher you would say well you know history is made up by the victors they are the ones who write the, the history books and he was right you know there's a there's a battle uh, one side gets reduced to a pulp the other one survives oh they're the ones who are going to write the history books not the losers so what what the what do we understand in history I mean look look at all the people that are recovering past life trauma and past life memories, not, it's not exactly less the, the, the way that history is pictured. Like uh, how many characters in history are pictured as saints and good and people that do good deeds and you find out the truth, no, they're not, there's nothing to, without going too, too far, and this is, this is happening within our own lifetime. And the, my mother is one of those people that was alive. Uh, for example, the... <laughs> They did that musical "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina," where they they kind of 
pictured um, Perón and his lady like a, a romantic couple and they were good people and there's and nothing could be farther from the truth. They were monsters, Nazi monsters. And here they're, you know, romantic, com, you know, romantic musical pointing them as, oh, such a loving couple and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, the same thing. Wanted- <laughs> Before we go too much farther, I want to take us back to uh, where where we, because there's so much going on and we don't know what to believe and and all that. Uh, Nick, do you find that lately, especially because uh, I I sensed in you that you kind of doubt truth too. Uh, well, have you gotten to the point where you can feel, you, you get these prickly feelings if somebody is standing there bald-faced lying to you, or you get these feelings of uh, comfort, or uh, yes, I can trust this person, what they're saying. Does the feelings overwhelm you so you don't have to think about it too hard anymore now? I often get those um, instantaneous knowing. Yeah. And the I think the latest one was yesterday. Uh, I saw this video about uh, Justin Trudeau's half-brother, Kyle. I didn't know he had a half brother. I knew about his uh, other brother that died, but I didn't know about the uh, the half brother. I've I've just found out yesterday. I've watched a video. I've listened to him, and I had a good feeling. Um, so I'm gonna probably gonna go read the article that was posted earlier in chat. And uh, yeah, I do often get these knowings about information when I research something. Uh, in my research, often I would found a website, I would start reading three words, and right there I would feel a vibe that says, no, that doesn't resonate with me. I I mean, three words, and right there, and then I knew, okay, no, this is not good for me, or there's something odd, I need to move away from that information. That, that's been happening to me too lately. I don't have to think about it so much anymore. I used to have to think about it. Boy, anymore it just comes instantaneously. Yeah, that, I was about to say, the knowing is in, in, instantaneous. It's like one yeah. second before you don't know, and then the next second you know with certainty, but you don't know how come you know. You just know right. it. And it's different than a thought. It's not a thought. There's a feeling to it. There's death. There's something to it that a a regular thought from the mind doesn't have. And I often uh, compare it to a black and white image and a color image. To me, the thoughts, the mind stuff is the black and white picture. And the intuition, that deep knowing, that instantaneous knowing, it's like looking at a color picture you can't confuse one for the other. It's clear. You have a black and white image and a color image. It's clear as day. So when I get these uh, these in- instantaneous knowing, there's no doubt. Um, and I realize that's something that they didn't. It, we were never taught in school to use that ability. And um, I feel that 
you know, we're at a crossroad right now where this is the tool to become sovereign, our intuition. Um, you know, we were told many things, like Walt said, the story, all the different stories they told us about history that turned out to be completely opposite. They needed to tell us something in order to hide the truth because they kept the truth, the hidden knowledge for themselves in an attempt to control us. But now I feel that and that's an epiphany I had a couple of years ago, that intuition is the key to self-sovereignty. Because once you listen to the inner guiding, the inner guidance, there's no way you're going to follow um, information from outside of you that you don't resonate with. People can tell you, okay, this is how it is, and you just follow without questioning it. We don't go there. I don't go there. When I feel, I don't feel it intuitively, I don't go. I follow my intuition, and that allows me to be sovereign. I don't rely on external information. I I listen to external information to validate or compare notes with what I'm getting intuitively, um, but I don't rely solely on external information. And I feel right now, today, with, with what's happening in the world, we all need to claim that sovereignty through that intuition. We all have that little voice inside. I I, I spoke to a lot of people about intuition, and many told me that, Hey, we never have an opportunity to talk about intuition. They said they in school they never mentioned it. In society in general, people don't talk about it. But a lot of people they told discourage me, it. Yes, because they 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 it it's the key to self sovereignty. And what do the system want? People that don't that are not sovereign. People that just listen and follow without questioning. So this is very important. The uh, the self-sovereignty thing through listening to your intuition is very, very important. And right now, with the amount of BS that is thrown at us left and right, we need that inner compass to guide us. It's the only only way to become fully sovereign. That That's the epiphany I had a couple of years ago. Intuition is key <clears throat> to, for self-sovereignty. I just, uh, I've been working on that all my life, I think. <clears throat> well, you and, have the posse, uh, Dolly, that, that you have a direct connection with the posse and, and your guides. <laughs> I know, but I don't like to, I don't like to lean on them all the time. I, I came here, this is the way I look at it. I came here to learn. And I came here to think for myself if I'm always saying asking the posse well what should I think about this what should I think about it how can you help me do this can you help me do that I'm never going to learn to be independent is it I I see them <laughs> they're making me giggle there's Dave in his beautiful blue robes his hair he's His hair is all grown into white hairs now. Wow. So he's you're like gorgeous, a cosmic Dave. Liberace? Holy criminy. <laughs> no. Liberace. I mean, <laughs> nothing like Liberace. But anyway, it's like they've been pushing me out of the nest. 
they've been protecting me all these years, even though I get into dangerous spots. They've been trying to protect me and make me stop and think because they know I want to learn things on my own. They're there if I need them. But I don't want to be relying on them all the time. Um, I don't know how else to uh, uh, to explain it. You want to take the training wheels off the bike. That's yes. It, that's it. Yeah. Do- Dolly. Um, we, we've got so two minutes left. Two minutes left. So, two minutes. Okay. Um, do you perceive it differently that your intuitive knowing versus the posse talking to you is it two different things? Uh, yeah. Perception wise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Definitely. you get these instant knowings, and then yes. you get the posse talking to you, which is something different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The posse doesn't lead me astray. I lead myself astray, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> and with with some of my intuitions, because I'm not perfect. Don't tell anybody that, but I'm not perfect. <laughs> thank you, I guess- Nick. I want to say thank you so much for bearing with me and letting me interview you. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, thanks to Nancy for inviting me. I mean, I enjoy uh, our conversation very much. And thank Walt for introducing you to me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Walt. See, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. The credit is all yours because he approached me because he's listening to the radio. So that's... You're you're the beginning of of this contact with Nick. Because I I was on Cassidy's show. Yeah, it, actually, I contacted Walt because Walt's microphone sounded really bad. Oh, and as a right. sound technician, I was like, okay, I'm going to help him to try to improve the sound. That's right. and, <laughs> see, be, yeah, you reach out to other people and who knows where you're going to end up, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope you come back a lot times, Nick. Thanks. Oh, yeah. We, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get him on every time we can. Say goodnight, everybody, quickly. Hey, good night, everybody. Love y'all. Good night. Um, to, oh, yes, uh, Walt on Chungite show. Can you be there, please? Tuesday. Ah, uh, this this okay. All right, and Yasmin. I'll if send you. Hear me. you uh, All right, I'll we're send out you the, the recording file. Okay, thank you. I don't think I need it. Say what? Say what? Radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong.